Welcome, everyone, to the First Presbyterian Church podcast. We are First Presbyterian in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and we are glad that you are here listening with us, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, We hope that your day will be blessed, and may the peace of Christ be with you. Do you ever have a yearning for God so strong, but you don't know what to do with it? Anyone ever feel that emptiness and just wonder, how can I experience God in my life? Now, I know some of us do, because last week we collected questions about the Bible and about church and Jesus and God. And we've also got our spiritual growth survey going. And if you haven't taken it yet, I would love to um, have your opinions and thoughts if you would do that. It's in a link in your email. But many people expressed a desire to experience God, a desire to know the power of prayer, a desire for God in their daily lives. It may have been you, probably was one of you. How do we experience God in our daily lives? One way is through reading scripture. That's a time-honored way of experiencing God. But there's difficulty there. A lot of questions came in last week about the Bible. How do we read it? Who wrote it? Where did it come from? How is it the inspired word of God? And lots of other questions that I hope to be answering in the next few months. We often don't know where to start with reading the Bible, or which translation to read, or how to read it, what it might say to us, and sometimes it's just not that fun or exciting if we're to be perfectly honest. We can be impatient, waiting for a word from the Lord and for that billboard on high, and just not really sure where God's message might come from. But somehow the Bible matters deeply and can and does work deeply in our lives. We hear today the story of Jesus at the beginning of his ministry. Last week we heard Jesus in John's gospel at the beginning of his ministry, turning water into wine. But today in Luke's gospel, we hear how Jesus stood up in the synagogue where he was from in Nazareth and quoted Isaiah 61, 1 through 2, along with verses from Isaiah 58. Jesus was doing what we do, as I said the kids. Jesus was reading the Bible and living it. He knew scripture. He quoted it. He sometimes challenged it, questioned it, reinterpreted it, but he knew the scripture, and he was part of a community that gathered around the scripture, just like us. Jesus used these quotes from Isaiah as his mission statement, 
This is what I am going to do, he says, and I am fulfilling the scripture of recovering sight to the blind, of letting the oppressed go free, and proclaiming the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus knew and lived the scriptures. The other story from the lectionary today, the lectionary being the um, assigned scriptures that some churches use, and sometimes we use, sometimes we don't, but the uh, story from the Old Testament comes from the book of Nehemiah. Now, I don't often read Nehemiah, but maybe I should. Uh, The Israelites had been taken into exile. Jerusalem was in ruins. Nehemiah was um, in the court in Persia, and he heard that Jerusalem was in ruins, and the temple, their sacred place, was in ruins. So he went back to Jerusalem. He rebuilt things. And in chapter 8 of Nehemiah, page 604, I'm not going to read it straight through, but if you want to look on page 604, you can follow sort of the story. Um, Nehemiah and Ezra gathered the people. They brought out the instruction scroll from Moses, the Torah, and with men, women, and children, anyone who could understand, they read it. He read it for hours and hours in front of all the people. And all the people said, Amen, Amen, as they blessed God and they raised their hands. They bowed down and worshipped God with their faces to the ground. You must imagine, right, that the people who had lived through exile, who had seen the fall of their temple, must have been devastated. They had lived through so much trauma and change. And so Ezra and Nehemiah helped the people understand the instruction as they were reading it. They were basically having a really big group Bible study. And then the people began to weep. They were mourning. They were letting out all of their feeling before God. And Nehemiah and Ezra said, don't weep, don't cry, but go eat rich food and drink something sweet and send portions of this to any who have nothing ready. This day is holy to our Lord. Don't be sad because the joy from the Lord is your strength. They read the Bible. They wept. And then they went out in great joy and shared that joy with everyone. The Bible does something in our lives, I'm convinced, every time that we read it. Now, I've spent part of my life um, being impatient with the Bible, struggling with it, trying to get an exact message from God. And sometimes that does-ish happen to me, maybe really not that often. Trying to glean from the Word exactly what it has to say, but sometimes it's more than that. It's mysterious in a way. It's mystical. It does things to us that I can't really explain or account for. I'm in a class right now, and we were talking this week about Bible study, and one of my classmates, Cody, said that reading the scripture helps open us up to relationship. And I never thought about that before, but I think it's true. 
that as we read the Bible, God moves in us. The Spirit does open us up so that even if the particular thing that we've read doesn't make sense to us or doesn't have an immediate application, again, something happens. God moves in us. Debbie Thomas says that these stories of Nehemiah and Luke insist that when we seek the divine, when we yearn for God and seek God, whether in worship, in the reading of scripture, or in the intentional gathering of the beloved community, today, this moment, shimmers with the presence, the blessing, and the favor of God. Something powerful happens. It's not magic or manipulation. It's transformation. And so... God does encounter us in the scripture. God does change us. It's hard to understand. It's hard to believe, and yet it is true. I wonder if you've experienced that in your life before. Well, my invitation for you this week is to go try it. Read the scripture. Maybe you do already, and in which case, read more. Our scripture for next week is Luke 5, 1 through 11, if you would like to read that ahead of time, or read all the first five or six chapters of Luke, and you'll catch up to kind of where we're going in the next few weeks. Get in the Bible anywhere and just see what happens It may not be an immediate change, but I promise you that by reading it day over day over day that something will shift in you. If you don't know where to start, we have extra Bibles in the back, and I'd love to give one to you, including kids' Bibles if anybody needs or wants one for someone in their life. And I'm happy to talk to you, too, about how you might make Scripture a greater part of your daily living. So friends, when we yearn for God, let us turn to the word, the word that somehow, some way, mysteriously opens us up to God and remembers and tells us that the joy from the Lord is our strength. We have a great gift in the word, and it can and does lead us to joy. Let us follow that path. Amen.